Welcome to Life is a Metaphor mini podcast, where we explore the many metaphors that life has to offer. All right, so this is almost like my addendum to the recent podcast that was on math, um, but this is in the relationship realm because I've seen it going on in different friends' lives in the relationship realm, and it also came up with my daughter um, in the relationship realm, and so here's the add-on. <laughs> it's the same general concept of, like, you can't just memorize the equation or give yourself prompts you know you have to like get the full picture and like weave it in and it's actually about exercising your brain and the problem solving that is involved it's not about memorizing a task and then just repeating it you know so in that general vein um relationships too I feel like when someone tells you a behavior to correct in a relationship, you know, like, hey, um, I'd like you to be a better friend to me and like call me more often or something like that, you know, or in my case with my daughter, you know, she's a teenager and she's kind of learning how to keep others in mind and like, how do I remember to like remember what other people need (laughs) and how do I remember to care about their feelings? And, you know, she's had this problem doing it and I don't think it's because she's like, Uh, unloving human being or um, unable to be compassionate at all. It's just that she keeps trying to go at it like she's just going to insert prompts like, okay, tell me what it is. Like, okay, I need to communicate more. All right, I'll insert that prompt in my head. I'll communicate more. And I see this happening in people's relationships too, romantic relationship, friendships. But you know, whenever there is that thing where someone's not getting their needs met or something's not working or something's creating a conflict um, or, you know, somebody's love language isn't happening, we just kind of insert prompts And, you know, okay, maybe that can be effective, just like the math equation. You know, it can be effective. Um, You memorize the equation if you do it well and you, like, get really good at memorizing it. Like, I guess you do have a possibility of solving those equations because you've remembered the skill. But it's so much likely, so much more likely to be forgotten Um, And whoops, like, oh, God, I forgot my prompt to, like, communicate more or to use your love language or, you know, whatever the prompt is that you've just, like, tried to drill into your head and, like, hammer into your memory. Like, all right, I got to remember to communicate more or, you know, make sure that I... Um, remember what they might need or what their love language is, uh, you know, it doesn't quite work that way because I mean, it gets it gets lost. It gets, you know, and then you will have missed a way, even though you think that you've like hammered that into your head properly. And even though you might be thinking, because I see this with my daughter, it's like, I actually think that she is like almost on repeat, like communicate remo- more, remember to communicate more, remember to communicate more, remember to communicate more. But she's so busy trying to drill that into her head that she totally misses an opportunity to communicate more. You know, it's almost like, duh, that was exactly when you needed to communicate more. What were you thinking? Like, I don't know. I was thinking, you know, I thought I had drilled it into my head enough. I was kind of, you know, just telling myself to do better, do better, do better, and like totally missed the actual opportunity to do something better or differently, you know, because I don't even like, um, 
I don't like putting it that way because I do think that she's doing well as it is. It's just, you know, here is that thing that could shift some things and create some more ease for us or some more connection for us or, you know, give you some better skills as an adult because that's kind of what I'm doing with her, which isn't exactly what you're doing with your partner. You're not like teaching them to be an adult. So I've got kind of a different task ahead of me that involves some other layers too. Um, not just like, hey, I want this relationship to work as smoothly as possible, but that's also in there too. Um, but anyway, so the bottom line is it's not just a prompt. You can't just do that. Um, you've got to really get the other person's world. You have to do that thing where you actually seek full understanding. You seek to understand. You listen for understanding. You um, hear them and truly see them, you know, that you've and you've got to keep asking questions until you do. So if you don't really get why they need that love language or you don't really get what it was about that communication that you kind of have to keep asking. I mean, you may want to just like end the conversation and be done with it and just like tell yourself one little quick phrase. I mean, it is kind of shorthand, just like memorizing the math equation, but it's not going to serve you the best in the end, you know? understanding the full thing, getting the bird's eye view, the, you know, big picture or weaving it into your full understanding, knowing the why, you know, really getting that person's world, getting what it is about it that they like, asking and inquiring until you do have some semblance of understanding. It doesn't mean that you agree. It doesn't mean that it all of a sudden makes it true for you too. It's just their world. You know, that's all you're trying to get. That makes that person seen and heard and, you know, really understood by you in that way. Um, I mean, you're never going to understand them perfectly, of course, but you get closer to really getting their world or at least like getting a grasp of their world, then it doesn't have to be a prompt next time to communicate more or whatever, because it's not just this like command (laughs) that you just insert at a time. It's an understanding. It's something that you see in action. Um, You know, just like the math equation thing where if you actually have been exposed to these different pathways of thought, your possibilities of problem solving, your possibilities of seeing things from different viewpoints expands. Same deal. You know, if you have really tried to get that person's world and sought understanding and true clarity and, you know, really seen them in that way, um... And, and had gotten as close as you can, you know, not perfect, but as close as you can, well, then you have at least shifted your viewpoint well enough to where you've seen a bigger picture. It has expanded. Different possibilities open up. And it's more of an integrated understanding. It's going to be more obvious to you. You don't have to prompt yourself when it's time to communicate because it will be like, oh, I'm yeah, so this, you know, she's going to need me to communicate right here because otherwise she gets like really antsy or, you know, um, whatever. From her standpoint, she's heard nothing but silence and she's asked me four questions, you know. So, okay, I've got to like, I got to try to answer something or at least tell her like that I'm not going to answer because a lot's going on in my head right now and I'll get back to her or, you know, whatever, all the things or the love language example, you know. It's like if you've really sought to understand or just see their perspective, their get their world on the love language thing, you're not going to have to keep on hammering it into your head like, okay, this person needs this love language. I've got to say something nice. I've got to say something nice. I've got to say, you know, you don't have to use it as that prompt 
or that drill that's just like, you know, you've got to repeat um, robotically because then, you know, and, and it often is the case that people don't like using the other person's love language because it doesn't feel natural to them. It doesn't feel like their love language. It feels false when they do it. It feels like they're faking it or, you know, insincere or whatever. And that's why, of course, it feels robotic if you're just thinking of it as this prompt where you're like, okay, say something nice. Make sure I do this. That's her love language. And, um, you know, but if you were to actually find some, some, some sincerity in it, and I don't just mean from your standpoint. I mean, of course, yes, that too. I mean, say something nice that you actually mean, but also really seek to understand what it is doing for her, what it is doing for him, you know, whoever's got that love language of saying something nice. What is it? You know, understand their world, get their world. What is that? It makes them feel reassured. It makes them feel accepted. It lets them know out loud the things that they think they're seeing on your face, but they want confirmation or maybe it's just a matter of vulnerability that they're seeing from you. They want to see that you're willing to say it, that you like love them enough to be willing to also say it, not just that they have to interpret it, but that you're willing to walk across that bridge and go that extra step to like make sure you hand it to them and say it specifically out loud or whatever. And then once you start to get like, oh, actually, yeah, it's the vulnerability one or like, no, I mean, that's probably not as much of what's behind it as the reassurance because they're not sure if they're picking up on the cues that are actually really there and they just really need me to like clarify or reassure. When you get that, it becomes obvious when to use those reassurance words. Um, because And it doesn't have to be that prompt to just like say something nice, you know? It doesn't have to be robotic or removed from you at all and it doesn't have to feel you know, strange or insincere or unnatural. It would become natural because in a moment where, you know, you can see on that person's face that they're really trying to look at you and read you, um, you are like, oh, these are one of those moments where she needs reassurance that I'm feeling how she thinks I'm feeling. So I'll just tell her how I'm feeling. And those are the nice words, you know, like I'm feeling really excited to be here with you or I think that was a really funny story or I'm really confused about what you just told me is happening at work or, you know, whatever, whatever the thing is. And then maybe it isn't exactly nice words, but it's still like um, some communication. And, you know, or if you see that in times of love, they're needing that reassurance and you're like, oh, okay, Um, I need to like make sure she knows that like, yeah, yeah, right here, this moment that you're kind of like sitting there looking at and not sure of. Yeah, this moment I'm feeling like I love you or this moment I'm feeling like, you know, so glad to have a mind like yours aboard my team thinking of all that awesome stuff or what you know whatever um and then there you go there are the very natural but and and not needed to be you know hammered into your head um nice things to say that that other person needs and like i said it's not a perfect system but oh my gosh it takes you closer like so much closer just to do that thing of getting the world and shifting the point of view expanding the point of view uh trying to do the i really see you i really seek to understand here or at least get as close to it as i can uh because then it's like oh okay so it's not just a memorized thing 
like the equation. It's like I actually have real expansion and real skills and possibilities open up and problem solving is easier. And I've got this bigger picture view of what's going on. And so then it becomes more apparent, you know. So that was just kind of an example that I wanted to just like flesh out lots of different examples, but you know, how it plays out in the relationship world too. It's, it definitely does. And so, and my daughter, she, yeah, she's trying, she wants to be a good friend and, you know, wants to be um, a helpful member of our family and all that kind of thing. And so, but she's doing the prompt thing and kind of driving herself crazy. Um, You know, thinking that just by, you know, inserting some repetitive prompt, it's going to piece together and happen and then being so disappointed when she misses the very opportunities um, that are, you know, happening right in front of her um, because it's like, how could I be so concerned with trying to communicate more and still not be communicating more and missing all these opportunities? And, you know, I don't know about you, but I've participated in relationships like that um, and heard other people's stories of conflicts in their relationships, both friends and, you know, romantic partnerships, but especially romantic partnerships. So I definitely know uh, that she's not the only one thinking that that formulaic thing is going to work and it doesn't work. Um, There is a way to cover your bases better. There is a way to expand yourself or learn more, more than just the memorized equation. I mean, you can get good at memorizing it and hey, maybe you, you know, can sort of hammer that thing into your brain enough to like get it done a little extra, but that is going to be limited learning. It's going to be one level, one piece then there's this whole other stuff that you're missing. So um, that's, you know, pointing back to that um, math podcast um, and life as a metaphor, you know, just needed to add on a little. Thank you so much for listening. I've always loved playing with ideas and deepening in any way that I can. I find it brings connection back. It enlivens you, especially if you're using real play and games to do it. So come and check out all the games and stuff that we've got going on at bringconnectionback.com.